Welcome back and thanks for joining us for this second hour of Travel Writers Radio on Melbourne's J Air 88FM. I'm your host, Graham Kemlow. My co-host tonight, back in town, is Helen Hayes. Hi, Helen. Hello, and I'm glad to be back for the second hour. So, Helen, tell me, why a small ship cruise such as Windstar, plying the magnificent waters of Tahiti and her islands, is something I definitely should have on my bucket list? Well, it was an incredible experience from start to finish, Graham. It was absolutely wonderful. I haven't been on a small ship of that size before. It's only carrying 312 people. So we had about 250 on board this one. And it was a very special experience because the Starbreeze, which I was on, it was her inaugural trip in French Polynesia. She was taking the place of Wind Spirit, who has been based there for 10 years. And the Tahitians and the French Polynesians have a very soft spot for both ships, and in particular Windstar, because Windstar have been in French Polynesia for 35 years. They've got a really strong relationship, and those relationships really helped as things came to pass on our trip. So Wind Spirit, we had a beautiful big party for her in Papiete. Even the president of French Polynesia was there. I actually met him. What a down-to-earth guy he is. And everybody who was everybody was there. And there was fireworks as Wind Spirit sailed off. And then we followed her out of Papiete on the first trip for Star Breeze. And why is it so good? I don't know, being so small, it really feels like family. The crew are absolutely incredible. And you get to recognize the faces and you sit with people and, you know, you get to know who are the early birds who like getting up for sunrise. Who are the people that love getting up for that first cup of coffee at 6 a.m.? I know all of them intimately. That was fabulous. (laughs) All the good spaces around the ship. And you were just sharing something that was really special. So many people I met had been on multiple Windstar cruises. Now, I know there's a lot of loyalty in cruising, but these guys were really very loyal to Windstar. She's only a small company. She's got six ships, but places she goes with those six ships, you can get into tiny little bays and gorgeous places that the bigger ships just cannot go. And I don't know, all ship crews do a wonderful job, but on this trip, I don't know, they were making my flat white but as soon as they saw me coming in the door. So well, that's it's just those personal personal touches, you know. Helen, and, did um, Windstar, the name Windstar sort of begs the question, did they originally start off with sailing vessels, with sails? They've got these beautiful vessels that have sails on them. And they're sleek and elegant, and they carry less than the Star Breeze, which can take 312. So they take less people, so they're even more intimate. And they're so so beautiful because the sails are rolled out, but it's not a sailing ship, but they're elegant smaller ships like half the size of star breeze that i was on yeah but so beautiful and and really more intimate so the the sails are quite incredible and one one thing that i windstar do that i love is they play vangelis's 1492 conquest of the oh, the, the no i don't know i've forgotten the song but you'd know it if i sang it to you 
Right. Conk- you want to try? Anyways. If you, I'll, I'll sing know. along. I'll join in. <laughs> <with> <laughs> oh, okay. I get very, it. Very we might grand. find that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play that song. That came yeah, out look, of that, uh, a, a movie, wasn't it? A soundtrack of a movie? It was in a movie. But what they do, it's a beautiful ceremony they do when they're sailing out of port, a flag waving with that song playing, and it's just wonderful. Right. Anyway, the ship I was on, Star Breeze. It's just a gorgeous ship, 312 people, as I said. My cabin, oh, wow, I loved my cabin. I had such a lot of space. In fact, I couldn't even fill half the drawers. I mean, that's oh, a first. Okay. Not that I have lots of clothes, but, no, but there was like just so much around. storage. Yeah. And, of course, on a, on a cruise, the, the unpacking once is not a little thing. It is a very big thing and something that I absolutely appreciate. Yes. And I also appreciated the laundry. <laughs> right. The laundry right. was fantastic. Okay. The dining on board was exceptional. Everything about it, as I mentioned, the crew, they just make it so special. They remember what you like, what you don't want, and it, I just loved it. But the cruise itinerary itself, well, we had a bit of a change there, as you mm. might remember. I do remember that. So yeah. We, it was a few days out, though. You weren't actually in the eye of the cyclone at any stage. No, we we left Papiete and we went to Fakarava. That was the first port. And he did say they were keeping an eye on the weather. So after our day out in Fakarava, where we got to go and go ashore and do various tours and then come back and enjoy the marina, which is sort of like you get on a super yacht where they put all the toys. So oh. you drop down the back door like a big garage door. Yeah. And then they've got kayaks and sups, stand-up paddleboards, and they've got the tenders in there. Uh, a floating trampoline, the mats that go behind the super yachts, and you just play in the water. Sounds fantastic. When they put the toys out the back uh, in the uh, in the dock or the marina, what did you go for? I just dived in and just lazed around in that beautiful water yep. and then floated on the mat a little bit. Didn't do a kayak or anything like that. I just wanted to be in the water because yeah. it's just so beautiful. Uh, and was so, the water warm? It's it's not it was not cold, but it wasn't. You know, I don't like getting into warm water, like really warm yeah. water. It's refreshing still. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I really like that. So I, I noticed in um, some of the photos of uh, of your ship that there appeared to be an outdoor dining area, or maybe it was partially covered. Um, there's an, one of the restaurants is called Veranda. Yeah, it has a veranda, funnily enough, and it's it's undercover but open air, and yeah. also the Star Grill. That's on deck on dock on the top of deck seven. Yeah, that's an open air area as well. Great bar, great cocktails, great food. So that was good. And there were other restaurants on board. So four restaurants in total, more right. than enough. And if you you just get the all in package, none of the specialty restaurants cost extra, and okay. you only need to book for two of them. Okay. So you know you've got if you get the all in package. Um, it's all all included, so right. I really and love that. Do they have a special dress-up night? Did you take the black tie? No, it's it's quite laid back, but you still need – you can't be walking around in flip-flops, as they say. <laughs> flip-flops and shorts for dinner. You yep. do dress better, right. like no swimwear or anything. And, so and business people, casual, There was no it? ties, no business casual, just kind of smart, nicely, but not like you on uh. a brand – the old Queen Elizabeth or something like that. Right. So this really nice. I was going to ask, did you order anything into the room or do they prefer you to go to the restaurant? 
no, you can get room service all day long. I had breakfast in my cabin. I had um, dinner in my cabin one night. Right. Fantastic. The, the service is really great. And I was very surprised to know that I could get a flat white on board. Ah. So okay. they knew what a flat white was and they made a very good one. So right. Do they have a espresso made, machine? Yes. Right. Okay. Because yep. sometimes in France... They don't, uh, they don't. They look at you strangely if you order espresso or something that requires a machine. Yeah, no, and the itinerary was just. Although we didn't get to do all the things we were going to, the Marquesas was just so special. So you went from Papiete yeah. to Fakarava, yeah. And then instead of going to Rangaroa, they had to do a giant pivot, and we set sail for the Marquesas, which is the most remote island archipelago in the world because it's the furthest from any continent. So you don't just stumble on it. It's very hard to get to and not many people have been there and I'm just so happy that I am one of them. Yeah. There's 12 islands, only six of them um, are inhabited. Yeah. So we went to three of them, which we went to Nukahiva, which was quite beautiful. All the islands are very rugged and because they're young geographically, they're not protected by coral reefs. So they're just wild you know, you don't get that the, the beautiful protected lagoons because the reefs have not formed yet and the mountains are steep, covered in vegetation like you wouldn't believe. And on Nukahiva there's also wild horses. So as we drove around looking at amazing views and going into deep valleys and past waterfalls and beautiful black sand beaches, there's wild horses around. Wow, okay. Which I really loved. Then and can the we, boat go all the way in or do you have to get a lighter no no because it's so small you can you can go in and they've got these gorgeous boats the tenders that sort of double as life rafts yeah but they putter you in and out and then they've got the tenders for other other places the the ribs that get you in we went to fatahiva but we couldn't get off there because it was just too much swell and they did multiple checks in different places to see if they could get us off, but we just couldn't get off. So then we went to Hiva Oa, and we spent a day and a half there, and again, a beautiful, beautiful place. We visited incredible places of significance for the Polynesians um, where they've had ceremonies for, you know, thousands of years. Thousands of years, yeah. This particular site, Upeki it's called, they've only uncovered one-seventh of it. There's oh. just tiki, little tikis all carved in rock all through the trees, beautiful banyan trees like you wouldn't believe. And there's just these stone carvings everywhere. And then you've got like the main temple part where they point out where the drummers used to be and the singers used to be and the, and the regal visitors where they used to do some cooking. Um, really amazing. And the highlight for me was seeing... Again, the fact that we only had 24 hours notice, they put together this huge cultural event. So they invited the whole town and all the yacht visiting yachties came as well, all the ship guests, Mm -hmm. and there was about 50 to 60 performers singing and performing traditional dances and songs that are traditional to that island, Hiva Oa, and two of the guests on board were getting married. So they were going to get married in Bora Bora, but the mayor of, of... of Hiva Ua decided to make something really special. So she dressed the bride and the groom in proper traditional Marquesan, Marquesan costumes. Yeah. And they were part, they danced with this very scary looking warrior. Oh, right. And 
it was just so beautiful to watch and to see them sharing their culture with us. And the other thing I loved is that the kids, they want their kids to know the culture. They, they join in the dances and the songs, little girls, little boys, and it doesn't matter if they don't know what they're doing. They're dressed and they do their part and it's just just a wonderful, wonderful culture. Well, and you couldn't I buy that really sort of uh, experience, couldn't, really, couldn't. could you? No. No, that, was, that was sounds fantastic. really, really special. And so, then we did get to go to Bora Bora. I was going to ask, did you get there? Because that's the sort most people talk <sighs> yeah, about how great there. that is. Look, I have been there before and it is beautiful. You've got those turquoise lagoons, palm trees, stingrays, black tip reef sharks everywhere. It's just magnificent. But because of the cyclone and they had so much rain, there'd been a lot of flooding. And so the runoff into the water meant that all tour activities, um, there was a decree from the, the government to say no tours. Right. So we couldn't get off the boat really. We could get off in the tenders and go ashore and there were some shops there and you could go to one of the beaches, but you couldn't get in the water and we couldn't do any of the tours that we were meant to do. Right. Like we were going to we we're going to experience a fire dance on a motu with a oh. special lobster barbecue. But didn't do that. But we no, did go to Moraya and we got to do all the tours there and that was incredible. But we're all joking, it sort of ended up being a mystery cruise, an adventure cruise. Mm. And it means that Windstar are actually going to launch a proper mystery cruise next year. Because everyone loved this idea so much of just not knowing where we we're going. <laughs> oh. So it's going to be in and out of Athens in April 2025. Yeah. And who knows not, where you're going to end up? Know where you're going until 24 hours before. Oh, that's a bit of fun. So, and they're going to be mostly places that Winstar haven't been before. So right. I'm going to try and get onto that one because it was actually really exciting and there's a sense of anticipation amongst all the passengers. Oh, so Winstar, to sum up, great food. Great crew, great people, great ships, and no wonder that the guests' re return rate is so high. And also the crew retention rate, 90%. Oh, that's fantastic. So that is fantastic. Well. So Winstar, love it, love it, love it. I'll tell you what, Helen, I'm a bit convinced now this is the best thing to do, bucket-list-wise. I, oh, I like the size of it, sure. the scenery, the food, the wine. What's not to like? They are going back to the Marquesas in July. They've got oh, some great. itineraries to there. Okay, yeah. yeah, well, I think I would like that too. And uh, they were obviously, the Marquesans would have been very happy to have a, a ship of that size come in. Yes, they were so happy and accommodating and just lovely, lovely people. Right, fantastic. Helen Hayes reporting there on the Windstar cruise experience in Tahiti and her island. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.